Hello and welcome to episode 284 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and uh, the people demand it. The people love it whenever we post anything about it. So we're doing another episode on the Suikoden series. This time it's Suikoden 3. We recorded two episodes on Suikoden 5 in January 2020, and two episodes on Suikoden 2 in September 2018. Those are so long ago, it feels like a lifetime ago. But we're going to live in the present and talk about this 2002 RPG. And joining me uh, for this podcast are veterans of those two other podcasts, starting with Alana Hayes. Hi, everyone. And Zach Wilkerson. Hi there. And Leona McCallum. Hi. All right. So the, the four of us have, let's say, varying experiences with Suikoden over our lives. Mm-hmm. So before we get into how Suikoden 3 is the most 2002 RPG I've ever played. Um, <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, That's the truth. Right? <laughs> well, let's talk about our personal backgrounds with Suikoden. Um, do we have a volunteer to go first? Uh, I guess I can get it started. I've probably been, I'm guessing I've been playing it the longest. Go for um, it. So I played Suikoden 1 probably first in 1997. I think it was the first PlayStation 1 game I played after Final Fantasy 7. Um, and I thought it was great, but I didn't get all 108 stars, and I didn't really know what that meant <laughs> at the time. Um, and so, uh, no spoilers, but there's a thing that doesn't happen. Um, and then I liked it so much that I got Suikoden 2 immediately, and like I loved Suikoden 2. Um, not as much as I love it today, which we'll talk about later. Um, and played through it, and then like realized like oh, there's a bonus character for getting all 108 in Suikoden One. So I went back and played Suikoden One, then I played Suikoden Two again immediately, and then ever since I've been a Suikoden devotee. Um, I- I've played I've played all the mainline games. I've played Tactics. I've played uh, most of Tier Crease. Um, and Suikoden Two is my favorite game of all time. Uh, Suikoden Three is not my favorite game of all time, but I do like it better this time. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> So I, I, I love Suikoden. Okay, um, I'll go next uh, because I'm from almost the opposite end of the spectrum as Zach. Uh, Zach, you and I are around the same age, which we've mentioned many times on the podcast before. But I didn't get into Suikoden until those podcast episodes in 2018. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, growing up, playing video games, and being involved in RPG-focused communities like, like uh, you know, um, RPG-centered, JRPG-centered fo- forums in the early and mid-2000s, I, I knew of Suikoden, for sure. Uh, there were there were Suikoden fans. A lot of Suikoden fans are very passionate, which is why I, they always get a huge social media response when RPG fan posts something. Um, so I was aware of them. I was sort of interested in them. And not at the same time, but probably within a year of each other, I uh, played Suikoden 1 and Suikoden 3 for the first couple hours. I think I, did like, I, think I only did like one chapter in Suikoden 3 and maybe even less of Suikoden 1. Uh, but I, 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 they didn't quite grab me. Like, I, I didn't connect with them, and I was uh, surrounded by the PS1 and PS2 libraries of JRPGs to, um, to, to play, so I, I was able to find other distractions very easily. So I, I tried to get into Suikoden, like, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, and couldn't. But uh, I decided to play Suikoden 2 for the podcast uh, and make a concerted effort to finish it in 2018. And we played it. I loved it. I uh, was became more interested in Suikoden than ever, and I, I almost did the Suikoden five episodes with you, uh, Zach and Leona, a while ago. But uh, but um, it was just bad timing, and I, and it ended up not happening. But when we decided to do no, to do another Suikoden episode uh, for the podcast, now um, <laughs> April twenty twenty one, I decided yeah, now it's time. I'll I'll play another Suikoden game, and here I am. I played Suikoden one about. 
eight years ago, ten, well, maybe ten years ago now, um, at the recommendation of my boyfriend at the time, who said I would like it, and I was like, eh, I don't know, it looks old, looks, looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I, I gave I gave it a go, and I ended up like loving it. And then I went out and tracked down every Suikoden game I could find. <laughs> And then I had the, I played them all within like a few months of each other. It's like all in this like few month summer period. I just played them all back to back. That is a great summer. I remember that summer fondly, just like hooking up my old PS2, and then I had this little stack of Sweetening games. And I was like, I am so set for the next few months. I am so happy. Uh, but yeah, so that, that and I've been obsessed ever since. Um, and I've been talking about Sweetening with people for ages. I actually bonded with Sam from RPG Gamer. She came over to Scotland one year and we were we would talk about Suikoden 2 all the time. Oh, so she's she's a big Suikoden nerd as well. Yeah, Sam is lovely. Shout yes, out to yeah, Sam. She's lovely. Yep, that, that is us. That's Sam Watcher who's one of the uh, editors in chief or creative directors of rpgamer.com. Yep. Mhm. Yeah. All right, uh, I guess it's me then. So mm-hmm. similar to Salosi, I also only got into the series back on those same podcast episodes. Slightly different to Salosi, however, I played one and two back to back for those episodes. So I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got reaped the kind of benefits of getting all 108 stars of Destiny because you give me a you give me a base and you give me a number of characters to collect, and I will get them all. Like <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, in a similar way, like I like Sweeter One. It's really good. It's a really good early PS1 RPG, but Sweeter and Two kind of blew me out of the water in ways I did not expect. Like mm-hmm. the highest of highs, I would say. It's so good, and I think I want to replay it again at some point. I just haven't had the time. And I remember after beating two, I went on the PlayStation Network and immediately bought three and four, and was like, "We're going to play the rest of these games eventually." And now the times come, and kind of spurred on by the fact is that I wanna I wanna play the entire series before Ayudan Chronicles comes out, supposedly in twenty twenty two. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, so fingers so crossed me too. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really jazzed to be here because, yeah, I also missed out on the five episodes, although I kind of wanted to play them in order, but I was also mm-hmm. moving house in January 2020, so it's kind of impossible to do. But yeah, um, I, I, I get more and more every time I play these games, like why people <laughs> love them. They're so good. So good. Sort of- I just want to point out that on the Suikoden 5 episodes, Leona and I were begging, begging for them to make a spiritual successor. We were! It was so funny. I'm so, so excited that one exists now. We were were on our hands and knees. Yeah, I I think that that announcement was in the spring or summer, so you you probably beat the Aiden Chronicles announcement by about Uh six months, maybe? It was like June or July, yeah. Yeah, so January to July, six months, right so around you're, there. You're it's... you're welcome, Sweetenden fans, <laughs> yes. all of us. Indeed. <laughs> just call us, uh, re- just call us Retrodamus, the RPG Future Prediction Podcast. Um, <laughs> For sure, yeah. It's kind of interesting, actually. Kind of jump ahead of things, like um, Moriyama's also back to do a Uden Chronicles, but this was the last game that Moriyama worked on. Is that right? Like he left yes. halfway yes, through development on this one. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. The story's kind of murky on why he left, um, and we don't know like what he was involved in, what he wasn't involved in. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it is interesting to me, nonetheless. For sure. And you know, yeah. um, I, I again, uh, the piece of my resume that's uh, that's missing compared to Alana's is Suikoden One. I just went straight into two, but mm-hmm. I was aware of 
of, of what playing Suikoden 1 would have brought to the table, especially with the 109th character <laughs> in, uh, in, yeah. in Suikoden yeah. 2. But yeah. the... Uh, but uh, I am interested in, in playing it. I was just m making sure I had secure downloads of all of my PlayStation games that I have on PSN, uh, which includes Suikoden 1 and 2. Uh, and also my Suikoden 2 data w got erased when my, uh, when my Vita memory card got corrupted um, oh, um, a, yeah. a, few a few months ago. Yeah, so I, 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 had a, I had a 108 save file in Suikoden 2, but now I'm thinking, in advance of Aoden Chronicle, Maybe play one and two back to back in 2022 would be the would be the move because that that is a game that uh, Sweet in Two that is is a game I would be very interested in replaying especially with additional context from the first one so that mm -hmm. I, I I am interested in expanding my Sweet in Horizons but for now those horizons are all are going to be contained to Zexen and Grassland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Quickly again, like before we move on, um, like so interestingly enough, Suikoden Three is the only Suikoden game that didn't come over to Europe until the PlayStation Network. Uh, it, so we didn't get it until 2015 yeah, over here. Yes, three. Which, wow. Why? Why would you give us four and five and not three? I don't understand what this thing is with like <laughs> Japanese RPGs and either missing the middle, the middle <laughs> entry or their other the like other site like or one just giving you the middle entry I'm just giving yeah. you the middle yeah. yeah yeah they're gonna drag dragon quest rocket slime us and only give us the middle chapter of the trilogy <laughs> so funny true. story yeah. i ha i went on ebay to source all these uh ps2 sweetenings and i got all three and only then did i learn that it never came out in europe so i had an ntc whatever it's called oh. copy and ntsc yeah yeah that one so that was fun <laughs> oh dear I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that this is maybe the most 2002 RPG I've ever played. And <laughs> um, <laughs> early on in the game, it was again, I'm playing this as a PS3 download. Um, and, and it seems to run okay. Like the, the, the load times aren't bad and the controls mm -hmm. seem responsive. But the, uh, just a couple things like the, the colors are, 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 are vibrant and look good but have no texture at all. Uh, yeah. like, 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 like the, the, the like the buildings and layouts are about as are, are very, I don't know, uh, like very rectangular, like like a, 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 like a Monopoly game that's a couple hours in, um, and uh, things like but things like character costumes and details on faces are pretty good, They're but great, just think, but, yeah. but but look a little bit like painted dolls, and like they mm -hmm. all ever and uh, you'll see a couple of the same gestures happen a lot, like people cocking their head to one side like a confused dog, um, <laughs> and uh, but worst of all, and I mean worst worst of all. The walk speed in this game. <laughs> oh, backtracking it's in this so, game. It's oh, so yeah. slow. The walk speed and the walk animation. I mean, yeah, I but, find riding a horse worse. Oh my god, riding yeah, a horse. Yeah, trying to make <laughs> yeah. a sharp turn in a horse is surprisingly <laughs> like trying to actually make a sharp turn with a horse. Yeah. Which is Real not what you want. <laughs> but yeah, the, like, the, the walk speed is, is insultingly bad. And so I, I immediately switched it uh, to running all the time unless you hold triangle, which is fine. Then the game makes you walk in certain segments anyway. And I'm like, well, well this is the worst um but uh, basically uh i think i, I I'm, I'm pretty early in i'm only about eight or nine hours in i i, I completed three chapter ones and i'm part way through an uh, only one chapter two but mm -hmm. my first impression was oh this is a ps2 ass ps2 game like mm -hmm. like like incredibly <laughs> yeah. like, incredibly so and i mean that uh with affection and with derision at the same time <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things in all Suikoden games is, like, when do you get the blinking mirror? Which, if you Mm -hmm. haven't played a lot of Suikoden games, is, like, the thing that allows you to warp around. And that happens, I don't know, I am in Chapter 4 now, uh, when all the chapters come together. And I still don't have it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's especially grating in this game because you just have to walk back and forth and back and forth and back and forth so much Mm -hmm. through, like, these Mm -hmm. very narrow, very linear paths. And, yeah, it's it's very PS2 on that front. I mean, I respect what they were trying to do. Um, And, honestly, like, the towns are still, like, way easier to navigate than Suikoden 5s, which are mind-numbingly horrific. (laughs) Um, But... um, yeah, it's to me that's the most PS2 thing about it is like I I'm so tired of walking. <laughs> yeah, like a few like early PS2 RPGs did the thing where they like took out world maps and like gave you like a semi overworld and like the idea of just like going through one section of an overworld just to get to you know you go for the left of what is it the um gra- one area of the grasslands that you have to go through to get to Brass Castle and then you go the through it one yeah, yeah one of the planes yeah. you have to oh, walk through it just to get to the other side like. Why? Why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? So yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it's there's a couple plane segments, like one between the Brass Castle and, and Great Hollow, and another one between Brass Castle and uh, and um, uh, the, the the village that Hugo's from. Uh, the Gaza Plains, I think, right? The plains, yeah. The village is just the Karaya clan village, isn't Karai, it? The Karaya. Yeah. I was trying. That was, that was the uh, Karaya was try, the word I was trying to remember. But yeah, there's it's basically two different planes with different names. But they're identical. It's it's just and it's a, it's a it's a it's a linear path except without instead of being a path, it's a giant empty plane. It's um, and and look, they figured out once you've beaten an area, you can just go past it without going through it again in Super Mario World in 1990. <laughs> like so, so like so. Uh, uh, there's a lot of backtracking. I know I'm going to get used to those planes and that one section of woods um, outside of Vene del Sexe. Or yes. Oh, yeah. It, the Zexan Forest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Zexan Forest. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to go through that place 85 times. And, and also, like, that, that city name just makes me think of the former WWE wrestler uh, Grandmaster Sexay. Um, <laughs> not... I'm, I'm only going to be thinking about that once a day for the next two weeks. Congratulations, uh, Suikoden 3. But... But yeah, like the slow walk speed, the sort of awkward hit detection where you you know you'll get act, you'll miss a uh, a doorway or or a stairwell by uh, by a me- by a centimeter and you'll you'll get stuck there. Just this game feels like a PS2 game, which Funky. is yeah, yeah, which is you know the, the PS2 is missing a lot of amenities that we think of in RPGs nowadays, like uh like like just sort of more informative tool tips or fast travel or uh more icons on maps things like that but also just gives me a lot of positive nostalgia because there are so many ps2 games that i love that uh like having this be such so obviously from the era is, is sort of fun <laughs> zach you mentioned that the chapters converge at chapter four which is a little bit of a relief to me because uh, at least in the outset, Suikoden 3 feels like three different RPGs. Um, not, not they share a setting, and they and the paths of the different characters cross uh, regularly. But the three characters that you're that are the vehicles for those um, three first chapters are just so different that they feel like they're protagonists of different games. You you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, I mean it's called the Trinity Site System, where we're following three different characters, Chris, Skiddo, and Hugo. Um, and I really respect what they were doing with it. Um, 
but I think that sometimes because of like the like the, this the space is all also smaller. Like if you think about mm-hmm. like Suikoden One or Suikoden Two mm-hmm. or especially Suikoden Five or even Four, honestly, um, like you're just you have such a broader scope to travel through. So like the idea that they did the Trinity site system with an area where you were literally walking through like I don't know like the same four areas over and over and over so again. So so you don't really go much further uh, east than um than than that than that mountain, do you? Yeah, Claria, right? Yeah. 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 That's that's um, and no further west than Vene del Zexe, which they're all pretty close to each other. So mm-hmm. the, yeah, wow. I was that's tighter than I was expecting. Um I mean I, I knew that this game was mostly about the conflict between the Grasslands tribes and uh, the and the Zexan Confederacy and, and that's like that's fine. I'm like, okay, this is an area a little bit to the west of where Sukin and Two happened. That's cool. But yeah, this does seem like a little bit of a closed in space for a big RPG. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's. I, mean, I think that the PS2 limitations are really what they were. Is really a big part of it, and then like not understanding how to develop for it. I mean, like like Suikoden Five is like the biggest Suikoden game by far, and it's also a PS2 RPG. But um, they just really, I think, given the nature, like, I think that they, like the limitations of what they were trying to do within like the particular development time, like it was a clever idea, but like it ends up sometimes adding especially like i feel like in chapter one to a lot of repetitiveness where yeah. i'm like i'm like yeah. oh i saw this event already I saw oh, yeah. this event already and like i understand like in and maybe the first time <laughs> i played it i thought it was really clever but this time i'm like oh i i, I get it like oh like i know what sweet it is like sweet is like that everybody has a point mm-hmm. and like they make it very literal in this game yeah. and i i like that is an idea, but an, as an execution, I feel like we're being very negative. I like you like this game a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, as, a, as an execution, I feel like it's a little bit mediocre. I, I, I'm worried that I've been complaining more than praising. Uh, and I mean, I do have to go through Brass Castle 60 times in the first three chapters, but Brass Castle's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's smack dab in the middle of the map, which makes it, I'm sure, hugely territorially important. But um, when I think of Suikoden games, from my limited, limited experience, I think of them as games somewhat inspired by Chinese epics, that, so that there's like a focus on a lot on the, the struggles of a lot of characters and thing and things like ta- tactical gambits that are the are the stuff that like you know like legendary Chinese generals would ha- uh, had done centuries ago. Um, but but also one uh, like n- struggles of nations and not just characters. Uh, and also, um, sort of blending the, the, the political with the supernatural, uh, in ways that inter, in a way that they sort of interact together. Like, like there, there's this, um, mythology of powerful runes and prophecies that rule over everyone, but still, uh, there are, like, there is, like, semi-modern militarized nations fighting each other, but both sides kind of acknowledge the, the, one another so it, like it, it's a soup it's a plot that is fantastical and political and mm-hmm. doesn't quite feel the same way as traditional whatever tolkien inspired fantasy um that yeah. we're more used mm-hmm. to and uh and sweden three absolutely feels like that but i'm also sort of i, I sort of think the three main characters are good people that are act, that are acting like jerks because of circumstances. Like uh, I, I don't think there's an easily identifiable good guy because they're kind of all being frustrating in their way, which is interesting to me. I'm not I I'm not sure if this means I wish there had been a single main character for me to like more, or if I am gonna be like more appreciative seeing how these three clash against each other. But I mean, uh, it it's 
I'm not really sure what to think of these three main characters yet, even though I, I sort of want to like them, but I find them frustrating. Am I am I talking crazy here? I think that's interesting, because, like, by the end of chapter one, like, I would agree with you on, like, Hugo and Godot, because Godot is kind of this enigmatic, like, he doesn't really, like... Too answer anybody's too enigmatic. Yeah, he doesn't really answer any questions. He's very like straightforward. And Hugo, Hugo's fifteen. You know, he, he, Hugo's best friend dies at the end of chapter one. I think he has the right to be a little bit angry and a little bit like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this kind of thing because yeah. he's he has to go and deliver a message to the Zexen, um, the Iron Heads as they call them, um, by yeah. by way of his mother, who is the chief of the Karaya clan. And if you've played Swigard and two listeners, you'll know who Lucia is. I remembered like, her because I I, rem I remember yeah. the one Grasslands person that you fight near the. <laughs> end of Suikoden 2. It's like, oh, it's her. Hey, yeah. hey girl. <laughs> she's cool as hell. Um, I love, I love Lucia. Uh, but like, I really like Chris, like straight away. Like yeah. Chris immediately, because of the way they portray her, obviously Chris is um, the, she's like the stand-in for the head of the Kerr, the um, Zexan Knights, but she's mm. not very good at dealing with the publicity of it. And she's also not very mm. happy with dealing with the politics of it because um, mm. she's pulled into multiple council meetings and they essentially just don't really let her do what she wants. They want to do everything. The council want to do everything for their own gains and, mm -hmm. Uh, doesn't matter whether Chris like disagrees with it or like protests. It's like no, this is what we want to do, and she's always questioning her like motive and her right. And I mean, again, obviously, like yeah, Hugo's best friends die, and it's Chris who kills him, but it's not mm. deliberate. Like it's just mm. a reaction. And I, I want to. I'm the only way I would be frustrated by her is because I understand how she feels in that situation. Because like, yeah. it's interesting to see her a knight and it's actually interesting to see like a woman lead the knights like yeah. a Suikoden and I, I think you probably spoke about this on Suikoden 5 I haven't played it but having discussions with a few people who have <laughs> I don't really think we brought this up too much in 2 and I think it will come up again probably next episode mm -hmm. Suikoden maybe is consistently the best Japanese RPG series at writing women like yes, across the 100%. board like 100%. yeah like Chris is a really great example of it and like I, I get why you're frustrated by her, Salusi. Absolutely, I, but I, like, I, yeah. I, to clarify, eighty percent of my frustration is with Hugo. I, I, uh, I, <laughs> yep. I, I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I just don't. I, um, he is an angsty teen whose angst is justified. That does not make me enjoy angsty teens anymore. Um, but, 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 like, I, so, like, I, uh, I, I don't do my job for a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a re like, even though I, I will lecture people unprovoked all the time. There's a reason I didn't go into education. Um, the, uh, like, I, I have um, specific frustrations with the three main characters. I, I think that Hugo's a little too bratty. Ghetto is a little bit too uh, enigmatic and doesn't share enough. And Chris. With with her, it's it's like I'm, like I find her situation understandable, but I don't like that like she's a, uh, she's kind of a a. Uh, I I think she her character begins the game, um, sort of with too much clout. Like like you start the game and she's already a very young woman in charge of this thing of this cadre of knights. But has all this self doubt? Is it's like it's like you're it's like you almost already feel too strong to be the starting character in an RPG, and I think that's deliberate though. You're like you have yeah, all the money, you have so. so much money, all her combat's yeah, really you have two hundred thousand yeah. uh, monies at the beginning, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is in this in Sweden. I, I I I I play enough RPGs. I'm I'm just gonna call everything Zenny by the end of it. 
Good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Female Delzani. Like, like she sort of comes in almost as a ready-made character, and uh, with what happens at the uh, at at the village, um, her killing Lulu uh, as a in self-defense do- doesn't yeah. bother me. But like, she, she went along with a plan to wipe out an entire village, and 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 struggles with what happened after it happens. But she still went along with it. Like you commanded you you commanded your entire uh your entire army to burn down a village you committed an atrocity and only start feeling bad about it like like like, like afterwards and in a way that's like i mean you, your your feelings are valid chris but i'm still i i still think it was uncool of you to do that in, in a way that again i've only played her first chapter so i i there's a lot of chris development for me to see still but like mm-hmm. her making that decision made me just I, I don't know she's a little bit too much of a cop <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that she thinks she's a little too much of a cop yeah i mean honestly, fair <laughs> I, I i mean in defense i mean I, I think in defense of chris and I, even through chapter one i mean they, they develop that idea through chapters two and three and like her dissatisfaction with the council um mm-hmm. and also just her general dissatisfaction with like her celebrity in general but um and also like her regret over what happens with Lulu at the end of chapter 1 for Hugo but i think at the end of the day i mean i think that she and i think this gets developed maybe a little bit more like she has this idea of duty she has this idea of loyalty which i think is what defines her but yeah. she also breaks it very frequently like she mm-hmm. if i were going to pick a cop to like um, and I wouldn't pick many. <laughs> um, it would be it would be Chris because she so frequently is pressing back against the boundaries of what she's being asked to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the rest of and we haven't really talked about this yet. Like we, she's part of like the six knights of Zexen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of mm-hmm. her group generally does a pretty solid job of doing that as well. Even in some of the other chapters where we witness some of the things they do outside outside of Chris. Yeah. Um, so I have more sympathy for her, I guess, as a result of that. Uh, I also just think um, her the family she comes from plays a role in it, and like the sort of her her dad was a knight and stuff like that, and she might be, you know, try to live up to him at the same time. And I think uh, speaking of three does a, a interesting job. I think it's like more about racial tensions in this mm-hmm. game than rather than sweeping, you know, country versus country. It's more internal racial tensions, and you feel the sort of history that's sort of layered that's been going on. For a long time, where sort of it's inbuilt into each other's culture, how everything they do is bad and everything we do is like reacting to that, and then Venal Desexy people think that they are just reacting to these savages and sort of thing. So I, it feels um, very interesting in that front. So I, I do sympathize with Chris as, as well because yeah. just to the culture she's been raised in as well. Yeah, um, the uh, the Grassland tribes are six distinct cult- cultures, I think, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one of them uh, Hugo uh, belong Hugo and his mom Lucia belonging to, and another one being of lizard men, another one of duck men who are truly Donald ducking it by only wearing uh, <laughs> by only wearing shirts and jackets, and and hey, uh, you leave them alone, they're perfect. <laughs> they are, they the are most excellent beings. <laughs> they are excellent duck people, and I'm just saying that they are absolute the very definition of Donald ducking it. Yeah, they may be up there with um, the porpoise kin from Sweet and Tigris for like cute, cute, cute races for me. For for, for best uh, Sweet and animal people. 
Yeah, for this weekend, because like the porpoise kin are just like these adorable little dolphin people, and they're so cute. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, they're so adorable, and the ducks might be up there for yeah, me. Yeah, no one can. <laughs> they are. No one can ever accuse Suikoden of having a bland 108 main characters because <laughs> no. because there are so many different shapes and sizes and types of people and animals and mythical beings mm-hmm. in the uh, in these games. And um, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there were uh, several animal characters in Suikoden 2, which, I, again, I played a while ago, and, but some mm-hmm. of them were co- uh, classified as large or massive and would take mm-hmm. up two character slots. But, yep. they, yeah. but that does not happen in Suikoden 3 because you do have a griffin in Suikoden 3 in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in Hugo's chapters, Fubar, and he takes up only one slot. Mm-hmm. So but you are, can mount him. Yes, you can. And having, <laughs> and having and one of the main char- yeah having a, mm. one of the main characters being a boy that can ride his griffin buddy for massive damage is something I'm very interested in. But <laughs> uh, so but cool. but uh, are there no more two slot? Uh, there are. Uh, oh, there are. Okay. There are two Oof. more, I think. But you don't get them until pretty late. In this game, there's two more mountable characters. Yeah, yeah. Like future, yeah. future Sweetens bring back the two slot monster. Okay, but but there are there are no two slot monsters in this game. Not in this no. game. No. Okay, cool. Because I, I am aware that Fuchs and Bright come back in this game. Um, because yeah. they they were in yes. Sweetens two and having a dragon knight and his and his dragon pal also being a uh like a, a mounted unit also sounds awesome. Is is he at least okay? Is it? Is he good enough for me to include in like a final party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, he's, he's pretty damn yeah. powerful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. good. Yeah. I, I just I didn't want him to suck. Okay, it's very important none, to me that the dragon the rider does not suck. Mount, yeah, none of the characters that can mount are bad. They're, okay, they're all good. good. Yeah, yeah I, I know that. The, and I mean, I, I've seen images. I know that the third mountable unit is a giant bug. So having like a oh, griffin, hell yeah, a yeah. Griffin, yeah. Like so, you having having people. Uh, Having people ride their pet griffins, dragons, and bugs lets me uh, live out a Digimon <laughs> fantasy that I was not expecting. It does. Oh, God, yeah. it is. I didn't even think of that. It really is. Seeing the guy ride the bug did not make you think of the Digimon opening, because that was the yeah. first thing maybe I Maybe you of. mention it, it does now, yeah. The bug, Within... yeah, but maybe not all the other ones. I thought you were the group. It took yeah, me it two minutes to find a Eurobeat remix of the Digimon anime opening, following seeing that bug picture. <laughs> Okay, so all right, I'm 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 glad to know that the mounted units are good because uh, I, I I like within 15 minutes of playing as Hugo, I immediately looked up what other mountable units there were, and I and I and my my favorite fire emblem units are almost always um, uh, cavaliers or pegasi or dragon riders. So mm-hmm. I was I was really really happy to see some cool mounted stuff in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, where were we? We're all over the place already. Um, but going back to Chris. Um, I mentioned having frustrations with Chris mostly because uh, she's part she's part of a nation that is committing atrocities and excusing them, and that bothered me a lot. And I don't and I and in the moment I I didn't sort of love how she acted. And seeing her Mm -hmm. feel so much regret and definitely make growth uh, like uh, unsurprisingly she she grows down the line because again I've only played her first chapter. Um, Yeah. Like I I don't love her now, but I am there is plenty of room in my tiny Grinch heart for me to love her later. (laughs) I mean, I, I like that. Like the one of the very first scenes you see with Chris is her expressing frustration with the council, yeah. Zexan, which this is, is a frustrating council. Like, yeah, I mean, like, and, and you know, I'm not sure if you find out in chapter one, but like the council is like made up of merchants. Like these are all people who are interested in money. If you if you um, talk, if you talk think... around uh, if you talk around town, you do learn a lot about the mercantile nature of uh, Vene del Sexe and how mm-hmm. uh, Zexe. Whoops. Um, and and how the uh, military and council are separate organizations that are run that are run differently. 
and mm-hmm. and I, the the mercantile council wants to use the uh, the Zexan military sort of as an obedient tool, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know does not endear the player to them. I think. <laughs> No, I mean the, the council. If there's a if there's like a bad guy in this game, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's capitalism. It's the, it's the Zexan council. <laughs> yep. Even like the bad guys, quote unquote, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Like they are not the bad guys, bad guys as much yeah. as the council are. I mean, like the the council are um, like they are looking out for number one in all cases in all situations. Yeah. yeah um, the order I, the order I did the chapters was Ghetto Hugo Chris. So my oh. uh, so my my um introduction to the council was hugo arriving with an important message from his tribe to the council and the council making him wait three days just to intimidate him and make him Mm -hmm. feel bad and i'm like oh great this is first of all totally plausible in a political situation (laughs) and also and also (laughs) makes me makes them eminently hateable uh 15 minutes into the hugo chapter oh yeah Yeah. i mean even though like the the quote-unquote bad guys end up being from a different country like the Zexan Council is still way worse. <laughs> yeah, um, like they have the worst intentions, whereas like the people from the other country, they we'll talk about this in part two, I suppose, mm-hmm. but um, have intentions that are at least understandable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Chris sort of like butting up against that to me makes her more likable, and and I understand that you're saying like she's committing atrocities, mm. but like, like I'm not sure that I necessarily like I know that burning down the Karaya village is like an atrocity sort of on its face. And I, I certainly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, as like a way of like saving lives of both, you know, people from the grasslands and the Zexans at the time, like, it, it, I, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it gets more complicated. Um, yeah, whereas it, you realize that like Chris is not, she's not doing it in any effort to take knows. lives. Yeah. She's doing it in an effort to actually save lives. She was given a a horrible situation to deal with, but that doesn't make me like that her solution, or I guess Salome's solution that she goes along with, is let's burn down this nearby village of innocent people uh, as mm-hmm. a way to facilitate our escape. I, I didn't like that. And, and I didn't like how in the moment she went along with it so easily. But th- this goes into... A couple different things. Um, now, again, I'm so early, I do not know who the main villain of this game is, technically, this, this outside force. But I do know that the outside force um, is, is committing, is, is manipulating this struggle in, between Grasslands and the Zexans to a degree to save lives, because a mysterious lady named Sarah tells us this. She's like, this village is going to burn down, the people doing it are really strong, but they, ha- but they cannot be stopped, so you should get out of town. And uh, and then one of her companions that teleports with her, at least one of which was definitely in Suikoden too. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. You right. already recognized him. I'm, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I, I, I figured it out. But the uh, but they uh, um, they specifically mentioned that what's happening here is going to save millions of lives, uh, and and uh, a lot of people in the uh, in the village in the Karaya village die. But also. Um, Chris's men went into this village specifically saying, burn down the buildings, but don't kill anyone. And then mm-hmm. in Ghetto's play, uh, path, where he is staying in the village when it, the attack happens, mm-hmm. you see uh, one of Chris's people, uh, is, is it Boros? Boros. Boros. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Boros, he, he, like, slaughtering innocent lives and telling his knights to kill innocent lives. But then in Chris's playthrough, which I played a, a little bit later, uh, mm-hmm. Boris tells Chris, "I went in there ahead of you, but I didn't kill anyone um, yeah. my, uh, on yeah. my honor," and uh, and then left. But also, 
um, in Ghetto's playthrough, you fight Chris and some other people um, at the Great Hollow, which is where the, the, the Lizard Clan lives. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's Chris and a bunch of knights. And, uh, and that happens mm-hmm. before Chris's excursion um, towards the plains. Mm-hmm. So that almost definitely wasn't Chris that Ghetto fought. Uh, and and, uh, ah. and um, the, the real MVP of this game, or I should say second-ranked MVP after FUBAR, is um, Ghetto's buddy Jacques who uh, is the is one of the biggest space cadets in RPG history in terms I of just having him. incredible ADHD energy, going off to do his own thing wherever the wind takes him. But him also noticing huh, the, the tracks left by those knights are too light to be left by, ar- by ar- people wearing armor. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, he, and, he, and Jacques is, again, again the, the spaciest character in the game, but one, also one of the most observant. So I am pretty confident that the Chris that Ghetto fought in his ch- first chapter was someone in a disguise or under an illusion. And the, Boro, the Boros that was killing people in, uh, in Kariah Village was either another illusion or Boros under someone's control, some kind of magical ensorcelation. Because there is a fourth party or third party, whatever you want to call it, an, uh, an outside organization that Sarah and her friends <laughs> are connected to <laughs> That is mani- in France. Yeah, yeah, that, that is manipulating this conflict and doing so with illusion and some trickeration that you can see at least you can at least see the foreshadowing of and the seeds being planted in the chapter ones. And that, I, I've I've talked on my own for far too long, but if if I am <laughs> no, way, I mean, if I'm way off base, please correct me. Correct me, but you th- are not off base at all. No, 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 I'm really surprised. I didn't pick up on a lot of that actually <laughs> the first time around. I have played so many video games and and, 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 used, and, and and I'm used to the plot contrivances of so many that I my eyes were open for this. I, I see some of the places where it's going, and those are interesting places. Like like this game has the the political slash mystic tone that I enjoyed of Suikoden Two, as, as providing enough intrigue that I'm certainly not bored or disappointed. Like I I did some complaints about the technical. Uh, limitations of Suikoden 3 and the first half of this mm-hmm. podcast, but uh, what's going on story-wise and environment-wise so far, I- I'm enjoying. Yeah, I think it, the, the more you play, I think the more interesting it gets and the more sort of interwoven it all gets, and I really I really like the plot of Suikoden 3, actually, so there's definitely more to look forward to. Yeah, I think the problem that it persists for me for the whole of the game is pacing, and I just think it's mm-hmm. to do with the backtracking. Like, it's yeah slower than most other like i think ps early ps2 rpgs in particular have this like pacing problem a lot of the time and i think we get into three is one of the most guilty of it so far that i've played mm-hmm. but i really like what's going on like even in like chapter one i was really interested in basically everything the characters i thought like I think it's really interesting how all three characters' casts are dealt with very differently, because, like, obviously mm-hmm. you've got the one out and Renate, but you don't really start recruiting until, like, chapter two, and you don't really get access to your base properly until chapter four, at least, with the main cast, but then you've mm-hmm. got a side chapter, which I, th- I guess we'll go on to next week uh, with another I, character. I, I know it's a guy named Thomas, you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about <laughs> about spoiling that for me, but the uh, sweet little Thomas. Yeah, but um, Thomas. <laughs> I, uh, this was um, not really a problem I had with Suikoden Two, but one of the funnest parts of Suikoden Two is managing your castle town. 
and I mm-hmm. wish it had come earlier. Like, like the Castle Town in Suigiden 2 is so much fun. It's, yeah. It, it's a, a slight bummer that it's around the midpoint of the game. And I, 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 that's probably a similar deal with Suigiden 3. Like, the castle, I'm sure the castle management is fun because there's a, because a lot of um, RPG town management in the games that have it is, is a highlight of the game. Like, I, I do, maybe that's a generalization, but it, it's, it's <laughs> almost always fun when you get it. Uh, and I... When I play a Suikoden game, I almost want to go to the castle right away. It's like, man, give me that castle. It's it, it's 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 one part of why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I think actually, like the overall 108, or like at least the three parties that you have in the early game, are all really really fun. I really like. Oh, them. Yeah. I I, I kind of love Gido's like weird band of like. I love those weirdos. <laughs> I they are great. Like, if the, and Ace. If if the oh my god, um Ace. Going up to a tribe, like lying and acting like a complete maloof, and then Ghetto being <laughs> mysterious and over knowledgeable, going and giving a perfect introduction. It's, it's it, like I don't know if it'll ever get old. It's like oh, Ghetto knows how to speak in the weird ornate poetry of the lizard men. <laughs> well, well, in uh, the lizard men who value like like honesty and tradition so much. When uh, Ace was trying to go in there pretending to, pretending to be something they aren't, it's and then almost the same thing happens at the uh, at the Cry Villages. I, I don't know if yeah. I will ever get tired of Ace badly trying to fake his way through something. I love that the Godot's team also has their own like evil counterparts and like an equally bizarre. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah them, you can say them Duke boy, them Duke boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a, a, a sitcom or something. Uh, I, I might have been making a very specific hazard. Uh, uh, whoops! Reference there. Um, but the. Uh, I mean, I mean, talking about the Duke team a little bit. I've already talked about how much I love Jacques, but uh, Queen is an absolute queen. I love her a jacket. Queen, yeah. I love her. I love her short hair. I love her. Um, cool. I love her. Her sort of sly big sister personality. Like, like, like Queen's mm-hmm. very cool. I, I would love to keep her around in the ghetto story more. Mm, yeah. <laughs> did we bring this up during the recording of Sweeter and Two, or did we talk about it afterwards? <laughs> I think we brought it up, and I want to bring it up again. Oh, <laughs> bring oh. it up. Go ahead. Please. Well, the theory around Queen, or it's like it's very fan theory. It's like one of those, you oh, know. I the, I must know because I don't know this theory. You don't know this theory. I the, do not. The Queen you know, I, I think fact... I think you did tell me about it in, uh, yeah. uh, three years ago. But but please refresh it for the rest of the class. The fan theory <laughs> is that Queen is Julia from Suikoden Two. What? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's true. I think I don't think it's true. Mm-hmm. I think it's up there with Renault was Ultimisia or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but, but I, I actually buy Renault was Ultimisia a little bit. But <laughs> people people think that because she kind of looks like Julia, slightly older, cut her hair, um, and she also is from Harmonia, which is where Julia went after the events of Suikoden Two. So mm. she's that, not that, from that, Harmonia. That's the end of the proof. Oh, sorry, sorry. She's sorry. not from <laughs> No, you're right. She? You're, no, yeah, no, she's yeah, from it's... like an unnamed country. She says she's from far off. Uh... They got taken taken over by Harmonia, right? That's right. That, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How about this for a fan theory? Maybe Godot is Pilika. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing names together that I recognize, but uh, that that is that is wow. not a bad that is not Watch a bad that is not Joe. a bad theory. Um, uh, uh, Julia being um, queen, especially since I find what happened to Julia, even in the in the best ending in Sweet End Two, a little a little unsatisfying. Like I I wanted oh, yeah. a slightly more romantic ending, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but oh, the. Sure. But uh, you know th- that's not bad. I support it. It's not as good as my as my favorite uh, 
uh, fan theory, um, Inspector Gadget really is actually a robot of the original <laughs> Inspector Gadget, who is now Professor Claw. Um, my, the, the greatest fan theory in, in history, as far as I'm concerned. Well, so, I think the, great, the greatest fan theory is the... There's certainly some words that you strung together. Snowpiercer <laughs> is the sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, think man. about it. Give it a think. It makes sense. Isn't it think nice when it. conspiracy theories are, like, fun and silly and not destroying society? <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, to bring it back to this week in the three quickly, right, like, yeah. um, yeah, like I was going over like really broadly like the three different party setups. Like for Godot's like mm-hmm. entire first three chapters, or, or his three chapters, I suppose, that team of six is basically static. So you don't even yeah. get the chance to experiment with his party, which is cool. Like I like that that group is really well established yeah, together. I, I, I... At least I like, I, I did not know that, but at least I like them. So yeah. that, 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 that's helpful. <laughs> you have a bit more flexibility with Chris, like the knights drop in and out. And again, again, it makes sense for her because, you know, she's the captain of the Zex and Knights. And Hugo's, again, the, the three that him, Sergeant Joe, who is maybe the best video game duck of all time. <laughs> like, absolutely. He what, is what's an, the competition he, for best video game duck? That's my real question. He is, oh, an, ex- wow. he is an excellent, excellent video game duck. I, I, we I need mean, to get our, we need to get I mean, does a friend, goose count? Top ten video game ducks. No, we need. Uh, we, okay, we need to get um, our mutual friend Rigid Choi on this. What are the top ten video game waterfowl? So she can host one of her tournaments. She she's at, she has her video game frogs tournament ongoing as we record. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> she does, yeah. But yeah, those three like stay pretty static, and then he gets like different people in every chapter drop in and out. So mm-hmm. yeah, the like the levels of customization that you get uh, vary between the characters, which is really cool. So. Yeah, to look forward to. I just want the dragon riding and the beetle riding boys to 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 join the team as soon as that they takes can. a minute, my friend. You got, you got a while, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not there yet. All right. Just thinking about Fitch and Bright story from Suikoden Two just makes when it when it, it shows oh, up. So in good. Three, I can't my heart believe. Swells. I I can't believe Switch and Bright were a side quest because they're it's one of the better segments <laughs> of the game. If you if you were to yeah. separate the game into like anecdotes, Switch and Bright is. It's one of the better ones for for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing that they came back from this, the uh, the baby dragon that you ha- that you practically yeah. hatched in Suikoden Two is a yeah. fully grown, cool uh, dragon rider <laughs> boy. That, that that that's great. Love everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, we, we've talked about a lot of the main characters so far. Uh, you, you know, uh, they they brought back. Um, all three of the I would call theaters of combat uh, from Sugiden two to three, and I, I sort of have problems with all of them. <laughs> it, <Yeah. it's, laughs> well, well, like, maybe the thing about Sugiden two the, that I liked the least were the strategy battles. Yeah, and uh, and uh, these are maybe better, but still just just uh, an awkward. Sp- uh, like spatial version of regular battles now and like now you just move units around and have them stack awkwardly and yeah. it, it, it's 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 not it's not heinously bad but it still just takes too long to move your units around in simple manner in a simple I, manner yeah yeah it's it's more... the best balance yeah. of these three battle systems mm. i think it, it gets more frustrating later because like eventually like i know like early in the game it's just um you know, like you, you, it's like one main character maybe, and like a bunch of randos. 
but eventually mm-hmm. it becomes like all like people who are actually in your party and like their actual like gear level and mm-hmm. yep. uh, how sharpened their weapon is and what their level is and what their skills are, which we haven't really talked mm-hmm. about the skill system yet. Wait, do you have to sharpen uh, your weapons? Yeah. Oh, um, that's, how, that's how it is in all of them. <laughs> like like that, that actually impacts those battles. And so like, like you really yeah. have to level like a pretty large chunk of of your characters in order for those strategy battles to go yeah. well. And I, I don't really have a problem with the strategy battles in so, in so far as like what they are, but like mm-hmm. the, that part of it eventually becomes frustrating. It does. It becomes yeah. long and drawn out in the later parts of the games. But can, also I think, can I just I think press of, the auto battle button and mostly go through them? I mean, it's all auto battle anyway. <sighs> oh yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like about Suicune 2's system is why and why I give the edge to Suicune 3 is because sometimes you'd hit like a unit in Suicune 2 and you wouldn't even you wouldn't get like one of those little swords like like to indicate damage and you'd keep hitting them and you never know why why you're not doing damage and that was yeah. just like some sort of weird RNG the RNG guys in, in that game yeah, yeah. And, and and when you say sharpen do you mean just like leveling up your weapons level level and up okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, I was worried there was like sharpening. a sharpness system and I had to go and like no. collect whetstones <laughs> to sharpen my blades like I'm playing some <laughs> some uh, Diablo hunter. No, you just continuously game. sharpen the weapons until every weapon's just like a big needle. That's a, well, I mean, I, I complain about sharpening systems, but I genuinely love both Monster Hunter and Diablo, so maybe I'm just a hypocrite. But uh, like, like, but but to your point, I think it, it is better that you're using your actual combat units in the strategy battles, where in Suikoden 2, yeah. there were some generals that were only strategy battles, some units that were only uh, six uh, in six-player uh, mm-hmm. um party-based combat and some that were mm-hmm. sort of neither or both it like that uh, this is better than that but i still didn't love the one strategy battle that i took part in um the <laughs> it's uh, not gonna get better then <laughs> uh, right uh and and also uh the dual system i mean i've only done a couple of them but i mean is it does it ever improve upon the uh, vaguely fantastical rock paper scissors that that it is no. Not in this no. game and not in future games. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they add like a there's like a meter in this one. Like if you like are doing well, like the meter will move one way or the other to like show like you know yeah. you can do more damage or whatever because like you have the advantage at that point. And so we get in five. It's a timing base. Like you only have like a certain amount of time to pick what you want to do. Yeah, it's um, more reading dialogue and seeing what what they sound yeah. like they're gonna yeah. do. It in that so one. it's harder to cheat in so we get in five. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Like it's still like the dueling system. It's like rock paper scissors, but like you know, it's better than Sweet in One, which was where the tactical battles were also rock paper scissors. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've played enough Fire Emblem games that I that I don't hate rock uh, JRPG rock paper scissors, but still, I mean, it felt a little unnecessary. Like a couple of the duels in Sweet in Two are really really good from a manufacturing drama perspective, mm-hmm. uh, and if Sweet in Three's duels can at least create that in the second half of the game then uh then i'll i'll feel much better about them but for, for now i i still think of them as a little unnecessary and and honestly the, I, I have some frustrations with the regular battle system i i don't mind the six the six player parties i don't mind mm-hmm. having them in pairs i kind of don't like that when one pair spell casts the other half of the pair sort of just doesn't do anything or it depends on who they're paired with they should auto attack if they have a normal weapon but like if you have uh-huh. two spellcasters paired up obviously mm-hmm. the other spellcaster won't go forward and attack because they're not going to do a lot of damage um yeah it took me a while to realize that <laughs> um mm-hmm. but they should auto attack as long as I think you can still yeah. use items as well 
Uh, if you've t- no. the problem, no, they no. can't. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all dependent on like you can only like choose one action per pair, but like uh. as long as one can attack the. As long as you've told one of okay. them to spell cast and the other one can attack, they should be doing it. Um, if I, they're I, not, I, then check their runes. Um. I, I, I think I think a handful of the times I was casting spells, I couldn't see the other half of the pair attack because the battle camera's weird. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, sometimes, yes. sometimes characters will sort of act off screen, even though I, I could tell they did something. And yeah, uh, I quite like that. Yeah, it, it, no, it, it makes them seem more dynamic because you sort of uh, you sort of. Uh, choose all of the uh, moves at the beginning, and then hit a commence button to have everything go. Kind of, kind of, you know, uh, vaguely Dragon Quest-ish, how it's round-based, and vaguely Disgaea-ish on how there is a execute button to, to do. Again, two more series I love because I can only discuss things <laughs> in terms of other things, I guess. Uh, but like, like it, 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 it felt like I was losing turns when I wanted to cast a spell or use an item, and I didn't, and I find that a little annoying. But also, I. Um, but but I do like that when when the action all takes place, it sort of ha- uh, not always, but sometimes feels like everything's happening at once or happening quickly mm-hmm. in, in a way yeah. that the that the when the scene plays out, it's cool. But mm-hmm. also, is I just it, it all feels a little cumbersome. Like there's a lot of depth and tricks you can find in the battle system, but some of it is experimentation with no guidance. Like yeah, it, there's no way of knowing. How combinations of runes will work, unless you, uh, or, or un- unless you actually try them in battle, or uh, whether um, combination attacks will trigger unless you try them in battle. Like I wish there was a little bit more hinting or guidance, but, 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 but uh, the regular combat is my favorite combat in this game so far. <laughs> it's fine. I think when you get used to it, it's okay. Like it did take me a while, and it certainly coming off of how snappy Suicide and 1 and 2's combat yeah. is, like, yeah. you just yeah. tell, like, six yes. characters to go, 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 and they'll literally, like... Suicide and 2 felt much faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so oh, good. This is, is, is definitely yeah. the clunkiest battle system. Like, they speed it up in the later games again, so that's good. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... This is the also... Fi- yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just saying, this is the, also the only Suicide with friendly fire in it. Yes, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so the which is unfortunate because it's with the fire runes of all things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, fire magic can damage your own party, as can some ice spells, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the skills you learn are very important because they all reduce, like, that sort mm-hmm. of happening. So, like, and also, like, that's another thing that could have maybe been explained a bit more was how important a skills are and to how to read them because, like, the way that the tutors and stuff describe if a skill is good or not, it's like random depending on which NPC is telling you. So you're always like, what does that mean? What does that mean that they have a natural talent? Is that medium? Or is that really good? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, probably worth saying, like the skill system for both magic, not runes, the skill system is brand new to Swigget in 3. That's right, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can essentially customize characters to your liking. Usually like in the early game in particular, you want to spend like mm-hmm. points with the Bajitsu teacher on like armor protect mm-hmm. and damage and accuracy and swing, which controls how many times the character attacks. Tax, yeah. Oh, jeez. But- I, I, I feel like I will need to max swing on everyone that swing, ever presses the attack button. Swing is the most button. important stat swing. on every physical attacker by Okay. Far. Absolutely. My RPG instincts have not been ground into a nub yet. That's, that, that's, that's good to know. But like Leona said, like it's not really explained. Like mm-hmm. you right. have to I, go I and didn't talk know to that. a Bajutsu teacher. Yeah, go. They're not in every town, but they're the one in Zexen. Not in Zexen. Uh, the one in Brass, Brass Castle. Castle. Brass Castle. Yeah, no, I, I, I have found. I have found the one. Yep, I have found the one in Brass Castle. I, 
I, and, and there's also a library that lets you upgrade yeah, um, the some magic, magic, yeah. ma magic and unrelated skills. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's that. And it's really cool, but, yeah, it just needs a bit more explaining. Like, I do like the normal combat, especially when you get, like, later on and you have, like, the six parties. You can mm -hmm. see combo attacks when you're putting your party together. You just have to mm -hmm. move their positioning around a little bit. So um, it tells you in the bottom left corner which pairs are or which groups of people because some of them are pairs some of them are three some of them are fours yeah it'll tell you what um combo attacks you have ready and then when you go into battle mm -hmm. you can use them so oh. yeah yeah oh, also some characters learn skills as they level up but all characters do it's not just the ones you start the game with That's oh not so all yeah. the so, the, so the, they the, like the like question mark spaces in the skill menu no, it's like em, get, they're like em, empty, spa empty spaces but they will fill out yeah right yeah. it's actually beyond that like you can teach them additional skills in the question mark yeah spaces, and just, yeah you can teach but them then they'll gain well. additional ones so oh, wow, like okay. there's some characters who are we have like great continual attack skills um mm -hmm. like hugo does which is a really good skill to level up for the record. Yeah, uh, I like it. I, I like the system. Uh, so, I, I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, the skill system, which, which I, again, I feel the skill system, skill system is a little underexplained, but I, it, it's something mm -hmm. that I, I accept and enjoy so far in, to my limited exposure so far. But I want you to tell me, um, each of you give me two characters, uh, one that's a personal favorite of yours, and it can be it can be from later than the first couple chapters as long as it's not like an end game end game person. Uh -huh. uh, one character you enjoy and one character that you for maybe for gameplay reasons like Solosi you should put some uh, put some stats into this character like like one of your personal wow. favorites and one recommended okay. character. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one 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 that's our favorite and then one that we should recommend you for gameplay reasons. Okay. Yeah, yes, for for more gameplay than than personality, but it's okay if the personality is a recommendation to me for as well. Like like my favorite uh non-broken character in Suikoden 2 was definitely Olan, the uh the bodyguard berserker lady. <laughs> yes, oh, love her. I love yeah. her. So if there's anyone who's Olan-esque, then please bring her up in this next segment. Well, I will recommend Estella for personal character. She <laughs> she she tickles me in such a funny way. She is a a like a wizard magician who is a habitual liar. Yep. <laughs> like she, she does nothing but lie and also torture poor Roddy. Does she get along like, with Ace pretty well? You know, I I can't remember if they have a like a a, a thing together but she is so she's like a drag queen really yeah. i love her she is That's a good <laughs> yeah so um I, I i she just appeals to my sensibilities i suppose uh for gameplay i would recommend uh nay she's quite interesting uh wait i think she, i ran she, into nay is she one of the musicians uh, yeah she is one of the musicians okay yeah i yeah I think I saved my, my I saved my game right when I was looking for her or something. Uh-huh. Nay yeah. has a really unique part of the game where she can use the jongler rune. And the one of the spells in the jongler rune um, increases your party's attack power. Oh my. By a huge amount, depending on how high the skill level of the jongler rune, the chanting skill is. Um, and Nay goes up to the top rank for that, the very, very top. So using like one cast of that can like times 10 the attack damage power of your party and it's really great it's a really Googly interesting Moogle. strategy it's a really interesting strategy and not many people know about that one it's really good it's a good one <laughs> it's really good <laughs> alana do you want to go 
I'll go next. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to pick two really obvious ones. So apologies, everybody. I am. I, I probably won't know them yet. So go. So <laughs> you go have for not it. met either of them yet. So for personal reasons, I will pick Nash, and I will pick Nash because Yay. Nash is from the oh. Genso Suiko guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah i can get behind that um yeah nash is from the Genso Suiko Gaiden games and so has a little bit of backstory that's worth digging into for context but also his um like play with chris i think is really interesting i uh-huh. think he uh-huh. is he's kind of like you know how i kind of like characters who i don't trust but uh-huh. also really like that's that's exactly what he is like he comes on the scene and he's like oh, I need to go back to my wife. She's going to be really mad at me. And I'm like, you're lying through your teeth, aren't you? You know, there's an yeah. interesting theory about who his wife is. Ooh. Oh, yes. I'm going to... Sierra from Suikoden 2. Oh, Sierra. Yes, oh, 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 yes that's confirmed. And the guy then, is it not? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well aware of her because we did a. Uh, she came up in our vampires feature for a while. Oh my god. She did. Yeah, so yeah. cool. But yeah, um, Nash is really cool. I think he's useful in battle for when you get him because you don't really yeah. have any. You, you lose like a ranged character at that point. Um, you're you're not too far off of getting him. He's at, like at the end of chapter two and it's where things take a bit of a turn for uh, Chris as well, which is really interesting. That's interesting because because Nash is. Uh, my least favorite Lunar main character and also, <laughs> All right. uh, and also a street fighter character that I don't enjoy very much either. So I don't know. And then Nash already has some points against him. I'm afraid. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Um, just, but just yeah, from a name, um, naming only. <laughs> I'm also going to name a mage as well for a battle yeah. character, uh, Vicky, but maybe not yes. Vicky, maybe not Vicky as you remember Vicky. Uh, it will mm-hmm. be explained <laughs> when you get them. Vicky, but, uh, Vicky gives you the mirror in Suikoden 2, right? Correct, but yeah. mm-hmm. you'll, you'll you'll understand what I mean. And the so, pale wait, wait, gate the, rune. Is, so okay, so she is she the mirror character again, but it's more complicated this time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Times, okay. Times two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. like uh, the pale, the pale gate rune is in this game, and uh, it's really mm-hmm. if you if you have the worst RNG luck in the world, like I do. The Pelgate Rune is your friend for certain fights in this game, so and mm-hmm. Vicky just happens to be the best person for it. But yeah, please mm-hmm. look forward to uh, the uh, complicated Vickies. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, there's a joke that is going right over my head that, that yeah. I that I will understand by our second recording. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Does Vicky have the the ability in this game? I can't remember. I've not got to her yet, and I can't remember. Does she get the skill that lets her? Like recast magic, like she can in Seeking of Five. I don't think so. No, no. she does oh, not. That's a no. shame. Oh, oh no, it's so good in Seeking of Five. Like a like a Veronica spell echo from Dragon Quest Eleven. That, yeah, that, it's that's like a, yeah. She's, I mean, like every character in Seeking of Five is broken. So. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Me too. So I guess my favorite character, and I said this in like our chat privately beforehand, is Mel. Um, she is like this uh, young girl who has like this wolf puppet on her hand who like like they'll talk to each other while they're talking to you wait, wait a second okay yeah. okay yep. Yep. Z- Zach is the puppet's named Frankie or Branky yes Frankie yes. I'm pretty yes. sure this came up in the trivia episode and you got the question yeah. wrong that is correct because it had been like 20 years since I played Sweet Game 3 <laughs> 
Fortunately, I remember every trivia question I've ever written. So I, 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 I wish I had remembered that when I, I took the trivia episode because I've lost all of them. <laughs> uh, but they're delightful. Uh, their interplay is amazing. Um, I would recommend that when you get to the Thomas chapters, we haven't talked about Thomas yet, the guy who's in charge of the castle, mm-hmm. that you recruit Mel with Thomas. Yep. But when you're going through it, don't recruit her until you get the opportunity to talk to her and pretend like you're going to recruit her with Chris because it is 100% the best scene in this game. It is delightful. Chris's reaction to it is amazing. Um, from a gameplay perspective, and I, I, I'm not sure if anybody said this yet, but Godot um, mm-hmm. is really, really amazing in this game. Um, mm-hmm. If you level up his lightning magic, level it up. Like Ignore every other skill. Mm-hmm. Everything else that Godot has to do and level up his lightning <laughs> magic because it wrecks um, yeah, if you level it up properly. Yeah, he comes equipped with lightning magic and the thunder rune. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. one of his spells is like this massive multi-lightning ball spell that deals, I think, I think like a, a, a total of uh 900 damage like split across yeah. however many yeah. enemies great. there are which is which is like well like well this is going on this boss immediately uh, <laughs> that, yes. uh when, when i when i first uh uh started using him and not just attacking but he's uh yeah. uh i don't know if i have a favorite of the main characters so far or at least a favorite mm-hmm. Uh, team so far it's probably ghetto not for ghetto reasons but because his team is, is are such a like <laughs> likable bunch of goofballs uh yeah but i'm looking forward to um the to ghetto and those other five characters you mentioned thank you so much for um giving me something more to look forward to in this game which i'm genuinely enjoying uh like i I, again, I think there's lots of intrigue that I picked up on, and I don't totally understand everything, but I am eager to play more of it. I personally pledge that I will not start uh, near Replicant or play with my PS5 any longer until I beat this game for this podcast, because <laughs> because I, I have I have podcast honor to uphold, and part of that is to um, uh, finish the games that I pledge to finish, and, and uh, I'm going to try to keep that going for through 2021. But uh, I think I have a lot of game ahead of me because I think I'm I'm only about eight hours in, and you really do, yeah. yeah and and it's, it's definitely like well, it's amazing to think about snappy like and short, so we can one and two is like a normal sized RPG, but like yeah. three has again PS2 length issues, <laughs> yeah, it, it, and pat it, and padding issues to create it too. Yeah. Because it's also like the hardest Suikoden game. Like if you don't like go oh, fight oh, those treasure so? bosses, like this I game li- is hard. I like the difficulty because Suikoden Five is too easy. <laughs> also, yeah, there's a, there's a lot too of easy. there's a lot of um, battles you're supposed to lose that you encounter in the first in the in, in the yeah. chapter ones. And oh, yeah. I was a little uncomfortable how easily I was losing. It's like should I ha- should I have been grinding all this time? Because I'm like I because uh, I almost died a couple times against that Hydra boss in the waterfall. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're tough. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what that's the toughest chapter one fight by far. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> all right. So it's not just me. That's that's a little comforting. Um, but okay, so I, I definitely have some uh, put on a podcast while um, grinding to learn the next uh, unique skill situations in uh, going forward. But I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it, uh, especially since I'm the only person in this quartet that hasn't finished already. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 no. Well, I haven't uh, well, finished uh, this playthrough yet. Right, right, yes. <laughs> but, but you had, you did finish this game uh, over a decade ago, technically. Indeed. 
Um, uh, and I certainly have not. But uh, that is that means we have plenty to talk about in the second part of the uh, in the second part of the podcast coming next week. So, uh, but we are recording sort of more than a week apart. So I have I have more than seven days to play to play through fifty hours, but not a lot more than seven. So we'll um, we'll, we'll see how that turns out for me. But uh, listeners, thank you for joining us on this Suikoden Three journey. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. Um, talking about everything from PS2 no- nostalgia to our favorite cartoon conspiracies. Uh, <laughs> and, and hopefully part two will have a, uh, a lot more to talk about, especially since um, I might know what the villain plot is by then. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. There's yeah. a lot to talk yeah. about on that one. That's going to be a good discussion. Yeah, right. that's probably I, my favorite part of the game. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we, we will have more character discussions, but also much more story-heavy, plot-heavy discussion for the second part of the podcast. And that mm-hmm. will come... Uh, next week, uh, the last podcast episode for Retro Encounter in April. But coming in May, after we're done talking Suikoden 3, we're doing four episodes on Dragon Quest. Uh, One of them, or sorry, two of them will be on Dragon Quest 4, and the other two will be about uh, one broader Dragon Quest topic and one more specific Dragon Quest topic. We have planned them out, but we have not recorded them yet, so uh, please look forward to those in May. If you want to reach out to the podcast, the best way to do so is email retro at rpgfan.com. I check that email a few times a week. You can also comment on RPG fans' message boards if they're still alive. I'm not, I haven't checked in a while. <laughs> Maybe I. Uh... There's a new version of them up there. Okay, yeah. good. All right. So the, the RPGfan.com boards do exist, but also there's definitely a Facebook page, an Instagram page, a Twitter page, a Discord server, of which, Leona, you are one of the moderators. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, a YouTube page, of which content is being updated on the regular, allegedly. And also something streaming on Twitch every day. Uh, Leona, you're also involved in the Twitch streaming side of what RPG Fan does. So listeners, uh, if you, however you want to interact with RPG Fan, do it in whatever way you prefer. We're always called either RPG Fan or RPG Fan Com. Uh, RPG Fan com also has three other podcasts that we support random encounter about randomness rhythm encounter about rpg music and phoenix edge which is our partner podcast which is weekly and mostly focused on current events you can re- review retro encounter and those other three podcasts on itunes google play spotify or whatever venue you choose please give feedback we love feedback and if you want to give us feedback at an individual level and not at a podcast or website level let's tell you how to do so uh, so social media is one, two, three, go, starting with Zach. Uh, you can find me on Discord at ZachW, or you can email me at ZachW at RPGFan.com. And Alana. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alana Hagues, or you can find me on Discord as Alana. And Leona. You can find me on Twitter at Starmongoose, and on Discord at Starmongoose, and on Twitch at Starmongoose. And Leona, don't hold out on me. You've been busy. <laughs> You've been Speaking busy in 2021. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also made a video game. And Ooh. you can buy it. Well, you don't need to buy it. It's free to download on itch.io. It's called Immortal Saga. Uh, Immortal Saga on itch.io. Please check out Leona's super dope <laughs> strategy game, which is better than the strategy segments in Suikoden 3, although I apologize for setting the bar so low, Leona. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and listeners, if you want to find me, the easiest way to do so is probably Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoga for Dogs other times, and I also have two other secret Twitter accounts that I don't mention on podcasts. Um, and you can also find me on the RPG Fan Discord as Monsoon Mike. So I have conservatively another 
80 or so stars to assemble in my constellation of RPG characters before we next record. <laughs> yeah, we didn't right. act- yeah, we didn't actually say this, but like this felt like the easiest to get all 108 in. It's really generous on it, so you shouldn't have mm-hmm. any problems yeah, at all. Yeah, I-, I-, I mentioned I was following a non-spoiler recruitment guide because I didn't want to miss anyone. And mm-hmm. for Suikoden 2, I had to very specifically make sure not to miss a few things. And for this one, there's like one big moment... Where yeah, you can miss like a big block. Yeah, there's one. There, there, there's one block where they're like, "Do this to recruit these, these <laughs> seven or however many it was." But otherwise, it seems pretty generous. Like, uh, like I, I, there's there's fewer missable stars in Suikoden mm-hmm. three, yeah. at least compared to two. Oh, for sure. It's like, it's right, like okay. one or two, I think. Yeah, and they're really mm-hmm. early as well. But you have you still have until like chapter three to get them or something. But yeah. Okay, that is definitely that is definitely a relief because um, my uh, video game anxiety manifests itself in many ways, but one of them is definitely not recruiting characters. So, so that uh, so that's a, a relief to me. Thank you very much for at least confirming what what my non-spoiler guide seemed to be telling me. Uh, listeners, thank you. Good night and good luck. <laughs>